Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham Scott, alongside, as always, hello, Scott. Hey, Sean. Uh, we got a little Viva La Vida in the yeah. background for us, a little Coldplay here. Coldplay playing the people out after a eventful evening here at the Leon Center in Kingston. Let's start with what we just saw. The last game of the night, Manitoba against Northern Ontario, comes down to a measure and uh, not your average measure. I'll say, uh, not your average measure. They had uh, an umpire substitution yes, in the middle. Which uh, is warranted, uh, I have to say. The, the first measure was not done properly. A little too quickly on that second stone, yeah. I'd say, right? Yeah, and then she sort of whipped. They, Kennedy asked for another one because she'd gone too fast on the second stone. Yeah. And she kind of whipped the stick all the way around to the point where it almost made contact with yeah. the stone again. Uh, and so Kennedy asked for a substitution, which I think is within his rights in that case. Uh, some of the crowd here wasn't thrilled with that. Also, uh, uh, um, Jason Gunlickson not thrilled with that. Yeah, he had his hip palms up. Uh, uh, didn't, didn't quite like that. Do, doing his Jesus pose, right? Yes. And uh, and then they do it again. The, the second official, first time around, indicates that it's Manitoba. But uh, team... Northern Ontario, Mark Kennedy, want to do it again. And really, from the overhead shot and, and seeing the, the micrometer. It's like one tick on the micrometer, yeah. eh? If so, that. Yeah, a millimeter difference, really. And uh, that's a big win for Manitoba. So let's let's talk about their day-to-day. Uh, because they played this afternoon against Team Quebec, who got out to a big lead, 4 nothing lead. Gunliston missed some shots. They, they were struggling with their runbacks again. Then they crack a four in the fourth end of that game. And, you know, give credit... Team Quebec credit. Uh, they, they eventually go down 5-4, but they claw their way back. They have a shot to win at the end of the game, but that for Jason Gunlickson, if he loses that, going down to two losses this early in the week would have been a huge setback for him. And to, to overcome that deficit, then come out tonight, nip and tuck game against Brad Jacobs to come out, get the deuce intent. They blank nine to hold the hammer. Yeah. Really big day for them after a lot of uh, you know some struggles in the first game they weren't sharp at all he no. he said as much yeah. after the game but that that's a, a great day for them hopefully for them it calms them down his voice is not making it to Tuesday uh, <laughs> no way like, no uh, way he cracked a couple times tonight but uh, just a, a really great day and, and if you were looking at you know after the first four ends uh, or the first three ends of the afternoon game you're thinking Getting getting late early for Manitoba. Yeah, yeah. You thinking this might be a uh, Reed Crothers 2015 situation? Is that the year that he uh, didn't make didn't make the playoffs as Manitoba, which yeah, is kind of shocking, out, yeah. right? Uh, so, yeah, huge. And if if you had told Gunner at the start of this three three game set, you know, you got Brad Gushu, Brad Jacobs, and then uh, Team Quebec. Alec Bedard there, uh, I think he'll take two and one all day. Yeah, right? no question. So uh, a big day for them for sure. Yeah, no question. So uh, a great day for them to get that win, uh, or the, the pair of wins. Uh, elsewhere tonight, a great game between Alberta and Newfoundland and Labrador. Brendan Botcher getting the win with uh, a deuce in the 10th end to take the 3-2 win. And Brendan Botcher, Scott, throws 100% in this game. 
Yeah, 100% for Botcher. Uh, I tweeted there, uh, Gushu was at 96 at that point, uh, and I thought, imagine not getting a plus if you yeah. throw 100%, right? Uh, Gushu with his last miss there uh, went down to 91. So Terrible. Still, overall, a great game played. Uh, really high numbers, mostly because of the amount of hits. But you can't take anything away from uh, both of those teams. I, I, I don't know how entertaining it was to watch on TV. Uh, the listeners can let us know. But, you know, Brendan or uh, Devin Hero seemed to be having fun watching it on TV based on his tweets. So. Yeah, some pretty good shot making. I mean, that 100%, there were a bunch of open shots in there. Sure. So, I mean, it wasn't uh, the most uh, difficult uh, of games for them, uh, in, or for him in terms of, of getting that 100%, but 100% is 100%. Yeah. So, you know, you, you take even these guys, you know, if you give them 20 open hits, you know, a lot of guys aren't going to get 100%. No, that's, fair. So, that's uh, fair. so, great game for them. And we talked early in the week, or in our preview, Scott, that that pool... There could have been three teams at six and one if they all split against each other, but Brandon Botcher now has beat Northern Ontario and Newfoundland and Labrador, so we won't have that three-way tie. And no. he has now early in the week after day two here his two hardest games of pool play out of the way. Out of the way, yeah, yeah. And the way that they're playing, Sean, uh, uh, you know, unless they get a hiccup somewhere, seven and zero is definitely in the cards for this team. Yeah, and, and we haven't seen a lot of hiccups from these guys over the past couple of years. No, they're so, uh, pretty smooth. With yeah, that, right? so they're, they're on, on the ice only once tomorrow, tomorrow night against Manitoba. Uh, and again, for Jason Gumbleson, again, that's why that win tonight, uh, and certainly against Quebec, was so important for oh. him. Uh, but after that game, Scott, it was Quebec's only game of the day. Uh, Alec Bedard, of course, gives up the lead, has a draw for the, the win in the last one that he's a little wide, a little heavy on. And you had a chance to talk to him about that. Yeah, I was I was hoping to talk to him after a making a winning draw, uh, but he, you know, it wasn't the case. But yeah, he had a couple things to say about his first TV game. I don't know. I just had too much adrenaline, and I and usually I, I know how to handle it, but um, I don't know too too many people and <laughs> the emotions caught up and. Yeah. It's to be expected, though. So yeah. First time Briar player. Yeah. Yeah. First time. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know it was that stressful. It's it's not even a, a playoff game. It's, it's so stressful. So, so I'll take that as a learning experience. Yeah. You guys started awfully well. Yeah. But, uh, and then you just had a little blip in the middle of the end, middle of the game for a second. Yeah. Well, we were we were playing really good at at, at start of the game, and then uh, we had a few misses in misses in a row, and they start started making a lot of shots. So they kind of came back but uh, we stayed strong and we were able to stay in the game even though the momentum changed um, but yeah it's but that that must be a good sign though the fact that you didn't just wilt at that point you did stayed strong and came back yeah exactly we, um, so yeah we we obviously had a shot that we normally we, we would normally do make that shot at the end so yeah. I'm really happy for um, we stayed in the game even though it's at one point we weren't really making any shots anymore so I'm really I'm glad I'm proud of my team to pass state against a really strong team in the game and had a chance to win. Was uh, did you pick the outturn draw on that last shot because you'd thrown the same one in eight? Yeah exactly yeah. Um, I was feeling confident and I was going down the ace and I knew I knew I was really stressed and um, yeah. 
Yeah. So it's a big, big event playing in front of a lot of people. First time, first time on TV. Yeah, exactly. Uh, did that play into your head at all? Uh, well, yeah, for sure. Um, you have to watch what you, everything you're saying. It yeah. might be turned against you, or yeah. so I had to watch everything I was saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. Can you slip in a few French? Uh, uh, special words here and there, if you need to. <laughs> um, what, uh, what do you mean? Like when I miss a shot and I? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. You want me to say it? <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, last thing, uh, you've got a big supporting crowd out there. Yeah. Uh, really good. Uh, how does that uh, make you feel playing uh, with such a big crowd there? It's it's really nice. Um, yeah. It's it's it. There's the ups and the downs for having so many people behind us. Right. Um, like that last shot, I really wanted to, ma to make it and hear that crowd go wild. So we mentioned it last night. He, he just talked about it there. They're a fan favorite here. A lot of support. Yeah, a lot and, of support. Uh, you know, I think uh, yeah, they'll get a win here at some point this week. I don't think they're going to go over. They're, they're playing too well. Yeah, absolutely. They played uh, really well the last couple couple days and you know came out just on the short end of the stick there. So Yeah, and they're on the ice tomorrow morning against Team Nunavut. You'd expect yeah. them to be able to get that one. And they're actually on the ice right now in front of us here on Sheet B practicing uh, where they'll be tomorrow uh, afternoon. So uh, yeah. elsewhere, or tomorrow morning, excuse me, elsewhere uh, tonight, uh, Kevin Cooey, Team Canada, they polish off a 2-0 day with a win over James Gratton there. And uh, a good day for them, getting the two wins, something yep. that they needed after their loss yesterday in the opener to John Epping. And really just, just rolling on all cylinders. Yeah, you know... Uh, a game that uh, we speak about uh, Brendan Botcher throwing 100%. Kevin Cooey threw 100% tonight, too. Yeah. Uh, pretty rare to get 200% games in the same day. Yes. On the same draw uh, from different players. So, uh, pretty cool there. Uh, James Gratton did try to shake after seven. Yeah. And uh, did shake, and everybody applauded them, and they went down to the other end, and the official politely reminded them, oh, you have to play eight ends. Yeah, so I actually had a chance to talk to BJ Newfeld about that after the game. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's it's a rule. I guess we you know we just have to you know we just have to abide by it. Um, you know, I mean it maybe seems a little bit silly based on the fact that there's you know there's other good games out there for the crowd to watch. Um, but you know it's just it's a rule, and we just gotta we gotta abide by it. And of course, in the first game of day four, Team Canada, Kevin Cooley, they played his brother. Jamie Cooey, always a highlight for the fans. I don't think it's so much a highlight for the Cooey family. Uh, certainly yeah. Kevin doesn't seem to enjoy it. Uh, he was asked about that after the game. So uh, Kevin, uh, just wondering, uh, obviously playing with your brother, probably not the easiest game every week. Are you kind of glad when it's over that one? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, it seems everywhere I've been at, he's been at. So, uh, you know, he never, never, never nice, liked to beat him, but uh, you know, we needed a win. And like I always say, I hope he goes and uh, wins the rest of his games. How would you compare today versus yesterday, just in terms of conditions and the way you guys played? Yeah, I, I mean, we're a lot sharper. We had, uh, I don't know if it was the sheet we were on yesterday, it was a little straighter, a little little more curl, a little more predictable today. And just, uh, you know, especially myself, uh, just I didn't miss much out there and just had a good idea where everything was going. So uh, it's good to bounce back with a win. You guys had a pretty long layoff between you know competitive events. I know you had the fun spiel. Uh, or event, the fundraiser. Uh, what was your preparation like? What was the strategy to deal with that, uh, that layoff? Yeah, it wasn't ideal. I mean, uh, we've done it before in 2017, I think. So uh, 
we know what to expect. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of, we're lucky Glen Coke Club put on a great event for us to get some competitive games. And then, uh, you know, we got together a couple times uh, and as, as a team, BJ flew in from Winnipeg and just a couple solid days of practice each time. And, uh, you know, that's, it's, it's not ideal, um, but that's just the fact of life. All right, so we mentioned Brad Gushu earlier. Uh, losing that game to Brendan Botcher. They were on the ice twice today uh, as well. They pick up a win this afternoon. A real interesting game, not so much if you were watching it, but uh, just in terms of strategy. Uh, playing Nova Scotia, Jamie Murphy this mm-hmm. afternoon. Jamie Murphy was very clear in his strategy in this game. Didn't want to mix it up. Didn't want to get too aggressive. Uh, you know, this is a strategy, Scott, that you advocate when you're playing teams that are better than you. Keep it open, keep it simple. Exactly. And see if they start to force and make a mistake and what you do is you end up shortening the game right so if you can keep it at least at least pretty close and then come those last few ends you'll have a chance uh, whereas yeah. if you go hard early you make a couple mistakes you get down that uh, can be a long game after that yeah and I actually had a chance to talk to Mark Nichols about that after the game against Jamie Murphy do you ever get impatient when it's wide open nope. like that? Like, how do you keep your pa- how do you keep your patience <laughs> in a just, game like I that? I guess it's just experience. You know, like, why? What's the difference in winning six one or winning six five? You know, there's no no need. If you see an opening and you can go for it, go for it. But we were, you know, up up two, and they had to come after us, and they didn't really press a whole lot. So, you know, I, I just. You, you don't need to skip yourself into trouble, and Brad does a great job of controlling the game and make sure we got Hammer coming home. And you know, more more times than not, when you got that last rock in the last end, you make a few shots in front of him, he's going to make the last one. So elsewhere across the sheets today, you know, I don't think any major surprises overall. Just look, looking at some of the results, John Epping and Team Ontario, they have a really good day. They pick up a couple wins. Uh, crowd is still with them. Yeah, uh, certainly uh, a pretty thorough win against British Columbia this afternoon mm-hmm. and uh, you know a, a nice win against a, a really game Thomas Goffin team and, and you know we said it in the preview Thomas Goffin that team's not going to be an easy out for anybody his yeah. pedigree at the junior level is too good and you know he gave him a game tonight. I think uh, one of the most telling things was uh, in the ninth end Epping made a, a pretty big double for three and uh, his reaction showed just how difficult the game had been. You know, he was really fired up, uh, super pumped about getting that W there. So uh, you know that that was a, a game they needed to have. Yep. And it, him showing that emotion to win it really shows how tough of a game it was and how Thomas Goffin and that UConn team really came to play today. Yeah, so a great performance for them. Uh, a couple other notable things from the day this morning. Uh, an interesting game, uh, James Gratton against Matt Dunstone in Saskatchewan. Uh, James Gratton just playing on fire. He was at 100% halfway through that game. A 5-1 lead for New Brunswick. Saskatchewan mm-hmm. comes back, wins 10-6. Uh, the story of that, <laughs> excuse me, I'm, all cho- I'm so upset for James Gratton. Choked up. Um, steal a two in the seventh then. James Gratton needs to draw, get a piece of the eight foot, puts it through yeah. and uh, to tie the game there. And that was really the end of uh, any chance. And, you know, you're tied with the hammer playing eight. Normally that's pretty good, but it was really trending away from New Brunswick at that point. Yeah, and he gave up a big three uh, there in the ninth end, so 
Uh, usually if you're tied in eight with hammer, you want to get two, maybe give them two. Yeah. Get one, give three is not the ideal. So no. uh, ended up junking it up, not being able to close out the game. No, so that's a tough one for them. Uh, you know, it's a game for them that they probably needed to win if they were going to challenge for the championship pool. They got the nice win there uh, yesterday. Uh, against Thomas Goffin and uh, UConn, yeah. you know, if they get that win against Saskatchewan, they're in a really good spot moving forward for the rest of the week to uh, to potentially have a, have an opportunity to make it into that uh, that pool or that championship pool. But now they're really up against it, so you know, we'll see how they bounce back tomorrow after a couple of tough losses today. Yeah. Uh, so. I, nothing much else from here, Sean. Uh, no, I think, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, nothing overly notable happened uh, today. Uh, a good day here in Kingston. Bright, yeah. sunny, beautiful. I will say uh, the players have talked about the ice being good. Uh, a lot of curl here. I, I, I'll, know, I'll just point this out. Uh, tonight was the first time in the three days that we've been here, Scott, that I've noticed just a little, like, Barely any, but just a little frost creeping in on the boards. Okay. Uh, there was none of that yesterday. There was none of that this afternoon either, uh, but just a little bit. So that's something to just keep an eye on yeah. uh, the rest of the week. It's supposed to warm up here in Kingston. Yeah, uh, it's supposed to get above zero there tomorrow. So. Yeah, and so we'll see how they respond uh, in terms of keeping the building cold. Uh, I, I will say, I mean, we're, we're right next to Lake Ontario here in Kingston, but this building is pretty dry. The, they've done a really good job yeah. with the dehumidifiers in, in the building. So that helps keep the frost away uh, but they probably will have to cool the building down a bit over the next couple days so just something to keep an eye out uh, for the players as the weather changes outside yeah and for me sean i'm gonna have to go to shoppers drug mart and buy some hand cream yes free plug yes. for uh, shoppers <laughs> drug mart so uh so there it is so that's uh, our update from the 2020 tim horton's briar here in kingston ontario we'll be back with you again tomorrow but uh, scott We'll be taking the lead here on site for the rest of the week, buddy. Yeah, I'll be on site. Uh, I'll do my best uh, getting some interviews as required. Uh, everyone, you know, keep uh, sending in questions there to me on Twitter, and uh, we'll do our best to get answers. Yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll be able to, you know, pipe in with the TV perspective, and Scott will be on site for the rest of the week. So please do follow along with us on Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, all the other places where you get your shows. Uh, subscribe, like, do all that fun stuff, let other people find the show, and follow along with all Scott's stuff this week on the Instagram and Twitter at Game of Stones Pod. He's there personally at Scott Lakes TV, and I'm at Dr. Shawnee Fever. And as always, of course, you can email the show GameStonesPodcast at gmail.com. So, until we talk to you tomorrow night, keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that into Make the final.